Another Digital Citizen Another Digital Citizen Another Digital Citizen Another Digital Citizen Welcome to another digital citizen. Episode three. Hum. Okay. That is all. 300. With me, I have Tilly. What? Hey, I think I'm deaf now. Good God. <laughs> <laughs> My yeah. earballs. I have only Tilly here. So, how are you, Tilly? I'm all right, thank you. Although it's, it's a bit lonely at uh-huh. night, just me and you, isn't it? Nah. You <laughs> and me together, only here. Oh, we have someone else, you think? Maybe. Let's look in the corner. Maybe. Underneath all the the cushions and things. He has to stay in the corner. (laughs) No, he's the main guy. He's the brain behind the operation. Hello, Luke. I throw everybody just out out, out of the beanbag chair over here. Just (laughs) chilling on the beanbag. See, the corner's the place to be. Don't stand in the middle of the room. I got the beanbag. I got got like a lava lamp over here. I'm just watching the lava lamp. Are you deaf? Are you deaf, Luke? Uh, half deaf, but it's yeah. pretty close to deaf. <laughs> <laughs> huh? uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, we're, we're going to give you a, a very, very good treat. Because guess what? We have had 300 fucking episodes. That means that we have done this once a week for the least 300 fucking weeks. Not one show we have skipped. Not one single week. Sick, healthy, shitty, bad mood. No. 300 weeks we have given you this show. And now we will give you a little... Little, because we're going to react to it. A little uh, snippet of our first show. I haven't listened to our first show in at least a year or two. Uh, how long is it since you heard anything, Tilly? A long time. Cause it it sends me back to a, an awkward, very nervous place. Of, <laughs> what was it, like my second or third Skype call ever? Second, second, yeah. 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 I've just, just fir- worked out how to work it. <laughs> Still the first call now. Was, <laughs> first call was with me uh, yeah. approximately a day before, I think. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Just trying to make sure that you could hear me and everything and that yeah. what devices I had worked for what we needed to do. Turns uh, out an iPad works. <laughs> <laughs> How long is it since you listened to it? Well, you listened to it last last day. Well, I, did, I, I listened to a bit of it last night just to... Because yeah. I, I was like, okay, should we go back and like do a kind of a... Like a YouTube reacts kind of thing is kind of what we're going right. to do here. You know what I mean? So... 
uh, I think we'll play it and just kind of, we can talk over it or whatever if we want to, but um, I, I listened to a, I think we'll listen to like seven minutes or so, somewhere around there, and just see yeah see what everything was about when we first started, and it's kind of interesting, yeah. actually, so. Um, is everybody Exciting. ready? I'm ready. Technology okay. again. Might not work. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Okay, give I me will... countdown, Fro. <laughs> I will count down in five, four, three, two, one. Play. On the first ever podcast of Another oh Digital Citizen, so we are going to talk about U.S. gun violence... Earth I, I still think U.S. gun <laughs> violence is the funniest thing to have for like our first episode. Yeah, we're like let's let's do the hardest thing to tackle ever on the very first episode. <laughs> on the first episode, let's do that. At least that shows that we weren't scared to talk about anything. No, we're straight in and opinionated. If I remember right, we'll see. Oh, by the way, for the audience that is listening to that, uh, this, if you hear something in the background, that's Finn. <laughs> right, Finn is Finn. Yeah, here. I have, I have, I have a three-year-old begging for Mickey Mouse to blue Christmas right now. Blue Christmas. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm dreaming of a blue Christmas. <laughs> With Mickey Mouse and all the people. I miss this intro bit, like intro song, but it's also, I realize it's way too long it's now. It's so long! <laughs> it's, yeah. And in retrospect, now that we have a 30 second intro, this is like, oh my yeah. god, it's so long. This is like one hour long. I loved it though. I used to get so excited. Oh, yeah, yeah. It is really good, but it's just so fucking long. I just, the thing is, I took three different, like, songs and mixed them together to make one song. Right. Oh, wow. Wow. Woo. Whoa. Uh, with me, I have my uh, friend, Luke. Hello, Luke. Hey, Fro. How's it going? Oh, my God. You sound so young. Well, I, it's a different mic, too. And I'm going to pretend yeah. this is kind key of key to usefulness for everybody. But it yeah. yeah, the key to usefulness is using a, a sure mic from, like, <laughs> the mid-2000s. <laughs> yeah. uh, but this is a whole new shebang. It's shebang. I like that. Oh, you hey, know, I said it at the same time. Why it's a new shebang? <laughs> why mm-hmm. is it a new shebang? Uh, one of the biggest reasons why <laughs> it's a new shebang is we have a girl with us. Yeah. It's too loud. We're going to have cutie. Too louding. On this podcast. Too loud. That's right. Yep. Hello, Hello. Hello. Hey, friend. Here he is. Hey. Here she is. Tested. We're all good. Ah, oh, the cutest test. The cutie. Oh, yeah. test. <laughs> the cutie yeah. test. <laughs> Is it that STD in London? Uh, yeah, there's STDs, oh there's STIs, they've got all sorts. Yeah, but it's shooting. STD. <laughs> uh, yeah. Awkward. No. Yeah, STDs, madam. Just making with a. We have I mean, the first thing we like, uh, the first thing we go into is I gun violence, also. So it's like, yeah. It was all like, but everything was awkward in the first episode. I think that's like really what it comes down to. We're going to mention it by name. Let's talk then. Uh, what happened, Luke? Why isn't this like... Oh, this story. Uh, well, the podcast kind of imploded on itself. Yeah. To put it 
put put it mildly, I guess. Um, I wonder who's and, uh, to blame on, on that. Uh, I guess it's your fault, bro. I guess it's your fault, bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny that you just... <laughs> I guess it was my it is fault. your right to do, I guess. It was your whole <laughs> podcast, so if anybody is to blame, I guess it would be you. Um, yes. It was me all along. But I think we learned a lot from the whole Ralph. thing, and I think hopefully this podcast will be all the good things oh, from that, and so some young. new things we've added, and just what we've learned... Uh, Hopefully, uh, put together in a better, more concise form. <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah, I definitely oh, came in at the right time with you guys. Didn't I? <laughs> yeah. Good stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah, it would have like been really. Well, we'll, we'll know by the end of this podcast whether that's true or not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is the podcast, podcast. But that doesn't really mean anything because it was <laughs> over a shorter it time. Because we had two yeah. changes. And let's talk time. about the, those changes. Uh, oh, cool. Podcast. The three you hear now, oh, you're yeah. going to hear every podcast. They're just <gasps> stuck with me now, everybody. Oh. Yeah, we were stuck with you. And what did you do? Uh, oh, you got pregnant. That, uh, <laughs> right, yeah. You got pregnant, deserted uh, everybody. We have one show uh-huh. a week. And that's one how you get away from podcasting, only. is making sure. <laughs> so that's new. Right. Nice. How you uh, make any time yeah, of quiet like ever. And, and <laughs> some of the topics. She says dragging a load of building blocks as quietly as she can. There's some new topics. Today we are going to talk about the new new topic. There, there's things you will recognize. And uh, I'm Why going to say different? this. And I, I say this with my full You heart. do a bit. I actually a little bit. You sound happy responsibility now. of everything that happened with Let's Talk Down. Oh, yeah. I think I in this section, Fro is kind of putting on like the uh, I know sad. Super serious. Yeah. We're talking. Yeah. What he's talking yeah. about is like uh, the I podcast that. Yeah, we kind of lost yeah, friends over uh, that podcast. So I would. <laughs> we kind of. We definitely yeah, lost I, some friends uh, over that uh, podcast. A little bit. Calm, well, calm, if you can lose friends calm, over a podcast, calm, are they really calm. friends in the first place? But, uh, I guess. I'm, yeah. I'm a, right. No man. And when real I friends can't be lost. I maybe sometimes react out of. Those things. So everything that's when negative I and Christian, wrong. Oh yeah. Then is yeah. Behind uh, us. And now uh, we have this <laughs> blended new podcast called Another Digital Citizen. And yeah, we even have like you heard a brilliant new English coast. <laughs> oh, <laughs> a brilliant one! Marvelous. I'm going to tell you uh, a story that you will. <laughs> well, wait, wait for this to finish for the story. But uh, today yeah. you got uh, officially this... not single. Officially not yeah. single, bro. <laughs> Tilly, the first episode. Oh my God, I've been uh, that was so funny. I just, I didn't realize uh, until doing this. I was like, oh, oh, oh yeah, Tilly loves there, thick, might look at way. me on Facebook and see. I do. I no I've still not got relationship the status. Oh, I better put that. You know, I'm in one. Mm. And uh, yeah, reactions off a lot of people of what. I thought you were, what's going on? Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> okay, we can stop, we can stop it right there. I did that now. Oh, that was so funny. I just wanted to get that, that bit in there where Tilly, this is episode one and the, of mm. the podcast and Tilly was like, uh, 
I'm single for the first time, in, or I'm not single for the first time in a long time, and that was uh, yeah. when you first got with Dick, and now you guys have a kid together all these years later. I think yeah. that was really cool to kind of go back I mean, and... we had been together for like, I think we'd been together for like six months or something then, but I just yeah. hadn't put it on Facebook because we'd never bothered to make doing it, a fish. it. Yeah, now we've got... It, it, that's also funny is like remember when facebook official was like a thing and now it's kind of not a thing yeah. anymore yeah so it's kind of funny story uh i had the hugest crush on you for half a year Killer. i waited five years to tell me yep <laughs> I can tell, well i can tell you now you have kids and stuff it's like it's it's not that weird yeah, like it's not a thing now. You can you can say it. We're all kind yeah. of like in a whole different place in our life for sure. Like, uh, oh, yeah, Fro is no longer a Christian. You've got kids. I'm like completely in a different place in my life as far yeah. as like, uh, I mostly mentally because like I was in a very bad place. I would say in ep- in the first few episodes, like I had oh, a lot of things happening in my life that I wasn't happy with and um, was trying to move on from. And, and yeah, there. I mean, I think we're all in a whole different new uh, era. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Anyway. New, new era of another day. <laughs> yeah. Oh, how we've grown. So, so we're going to take away the child thing now and, and we're going to focus on the news. So you will hear it till again a little later. Now we're going to talk about the news. First news story is something we covered last week, I guess. Spectator who caused chaotic Tour de France crash. A uh, 30-year-old oh, yeah. French woman is has been arrested, uh, accused of involuntarily wow. causing injury and putting others' li- lives at risk. Um, yeah, we saw this video last week. It was pretty yes. brutal. Uh, it was awful. I think three people ended up going to the hospital, like actually having to go to a ho- the hospital. I'm sure other people were injured, but not hospital level injured because of this. Um, the spectator is, oh, on Saturday, the German cyclist Tony Martin was sent tumbling when he rode into a cardboard sign. Another huge pileup occurred in the final on narrow roads on Monday, leading to Tour de France riders to put their collective foot down around a mile into the four stage on Tuesday, literally bringing the race to a halt. Uh, but that wasn't caused by just a random person, obviously. You know, I, I, I think it's good that she's arrested because there should be consequences for doing something stupid like that, to be honest. I don't know how much trouble she should get in, though, right? Because, like... No. I mean, she she didn't... I don't see this as, like, it wasn't... There was no malicious intent. She's just dumb. No. Right. Yeah. No, a fine... A a, a pretty high fine. Right. That sounds good. But no, I don't think she needs to go to jail or anything. No, 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 no. Right. But a a good, good, good fine to scare people for for doing something stupid like that. Right, some community service... Also, probably, yeah. yeah, totally. Cool. Uh, the next thing we will talk about is Jissy Max, uh, our least favorite person of the year. Uh, she would probably win that tournament. Uh, well, eh, I don't know. Maybe Cosby would win. Uh, because Jissy uh, Max is actually using Cos- the Cosby case in uh, a bid to change uh, uh, the charges against her. 
which we talked about the Cosby case getting overturned last week, and even in last week's show, I think it was you, uh, well, I guess both of us, we were both like, this could have ramifications for other Me Too-type cases, and I think you even mentioned Ghislaine Maxwell. We didn't really say why, but... um, We both had an idea of why, but lawyers for Ghislaine Maxwell said overturning of the Bill Cosby 2018 sexual assault conviction justifies throwing out her sex trafficking charges stemming from her relationship with Jeffrey Epstein. Uh, In a Friday letter to U.S. District... Yeah. Well, I know exactly how, so I'll tell you in a second. But in a, in a Friday letter to the U.S. District Judge, uh, Maxwell's lawyer said the British socialite's case was similar to Cosby's because she was uh, she had been immunized under Epstein's 2007 non-prosecution agreement in Florida. Remember this? The yes, I do remember. Right, and th- so she has the same kind of agreement that Cosby did with another lawyer in a different court. Uh, much earlier. Um, so that's not good. Uh, they sa- said this supported the dismissing four charges from Maxwell's eight-count indictment, which covers the alleged crimes from 94 to 2004 and could subject her to 80 years in prison. Uh, this is from Maxwell's lawyer. As Cosby, the government is trying to renege on its agreement and prosecute Miss Maxwell over 25 years Later, for the exact same offenses in which she was granted immunity, this is not consistent with the pr- principles and fundamentals of fairness. On, on a scale from 1 to 10, how angry would you be if this actually happened? Really angry, but I also... It makes me go, did they do this with Cosby specific... Like, is this Cosby thing all just to get her out? <laughs> yeah. Like, did they... That would be funny. If It's getting Cosby out all to set up a precedent to get her out. Not to, uh, like that. I'm, that's going way down like a conspiracy rabbit hole that I can't even fathom. But like, it, let's say she is connected to as many rich, powerful people as we think she is. Would they be able to pull those strings to be able to be like, okay, we need to free her because we don't want her to, to talk about us. Uh... Is there a way we can get her free? And they're like, oh, we need to set up some kind of precedent. Oh, I know how we can set up a precedent. We free Bill Cosby, and that will give us a reason to free her. Um, right. Epstein struck a deal, struck his agreement deal with federal prosecutors in Florida in exchange for pleading guilty to prostitution charges in 2007. Yeah, and uh, let's uh, keep it on GZ Max, because guess what? <laughs> Uh, she has ties to the Clintons. What a shock. Maybe. <laughs> well, what what we're seeing is, um, the lawyers and her lost a bid. Uh, they were trying to stop, um, these documents, uh, financial documents from being released. Uh, her personal financial records, including possible connections to the Clinton Foundation, are now set to be released, uh, in the next few weeks, we're not really sure when, uh, the docu- documents were originally filed in connection with the alleged Epstein victim, Vir- Vir- sorry, Virginia Roberts Gouffre, in a civil lawsuit against Maxwell. The defamation suit was settled back in 2015, but Gouffre's lawyers have fought uh, a legal battle to release these files that may contain a 
allegations against other public figures um, as well from Epstein's elite social circles. Yeah, I uh, I wonder uh, if we will get some surprise entrances in 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 that kind of document. Well, I mean, yeah, Clinton is obviously one thing. Uh, Trump is another yeah. th- thing. Uh, yeah. I don't know if this is true because it, I don't trust anything that is in a book that somebody's selling currently. But there's a book out right now from somebody who claims that uh, Trump was looking into pardoning Maxwell. Um, And that Uh, one of the things he said was, is she going to turn on us? Is she going to talk? Uh, This isn't a new book that just came out. So uh, take it with, you know, as much of a grain of salt as you would any book that this guy is trying to get on the, you know, New York Times bestsellers. Uh, But lawyers from Gouffre... Claims she was recruited as a teenager by Maxwell and later raped by Prince Andrew. Uh, this is, you know, where these that's that's the civil trial that these documents are coming out of. The Duke of York, though, has denied any of these allegations. By the way, right? Yeah, I totally believe him after that very good interview he had. Uh, Gouffre's lawyers demanded that Maxwell produce any documents. Uh, with any source of funding for Terra Mar project or any nonprofit entity you are associated with, including but not limited to the Clinton Global Initiative, the Clinton Foundation, a.k.a. William J. Clinton Foundation, a.k.a. the Bill and Hillary and Chelsea Foundation, and the Clinton Foundation Climate Change Initiative, uh, according to the court filings. So those are like... They're in the document that the judge said these are going to be released. In that document, it specifically names the Clinton Foundation. So interesting stuff. Talking about the Trump alum, uh, family his uh, family business is criminally charged with tax crimes. What the shock! It's almost like you said that all fucking time last year and the year before and the year before. And the year before that. And the year before. <laughs> yeah. Uh, former President Donald Trump's family business and its longtime financial officer, Alan Weiss- Weisselberg, have been charged by Manhattan's district attorney in a case involving an array of alleged tax-related crimes. The indictment unreli- unsealed Thursday, uh, starting from as early as 2005 up until last month, the Trump Organization and Weisselberg have committed tax fraud and falsified business records as part of a scheme to compensate executives at the Trump organization off the books. The goals prosecutors claim was to avoid paying hundreds of thousands of dollars in taxes. That would be tax fraud. That's de- mm-hmm. definitely the definition of tax fraud. Yeah, no, I find it kind of funny that you have been pushing this uh, for the last... For, for five, years five years since yeah. the Russiagate thing started, probably. I was like, yeah. the thing he's going to go down for is either ta- tax fraud or money laundering. Those were like my two right. things that I said would would happen. And yeah. now it's happening. It's just hilarious. We don't call call you Luker Damas for nothing, so. I mean, this that's just like, uh, yeah. I think anybody with a sane mind who was paying attention to what was actually going on with Russiagate would know that that's what was really going on, right? But I think a lot of people kind of got brainwashed by this whole 
I don't know, the last five years, a lot of people got brainwashed by Trump into, not Trump, but by Trump and the media and everything else into like, I don't know, everybody just living on another planet or something. Yeah, no, it worked in what I call a perfect symbiosis between shit, uh, shit people on both sides kind of pushing the, the agenda. I think, I think, I think funny enough, uh, uh, the the uh, Russia Gate will be a thing that Trump is going to push if he runs for president again, and I, it looks like he's running again. To be honest, yeah. And uh, if I, he's going to go yeah. against anybody, it looks like maybe Kamala Harris. I don't see Biden yeah. running again, but people are no. not happy with Kamala Harris. I saw an article just yesterday. Uh, saying Democrats are afraid that Kamala Harris couldn't beat us any any Republican in in a presidential race, let alone Donald Trump. Can I ask you something? I I know this is kind of early to to ask this, but would you vote for Kamala Harris? Um, it depends on if there is some. I would rather not. Is that a good way to put, right. like if if there's somebody else on the ticket, I'd rather vote for them. Right. You know, I, I, I think probably I, I hope I'm 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 correct by this, but I I have a I have a hunch at least Trump will do very good in the Republican uh, running order. If, I, I if he know. runs, yeah, he will. If he runs, yes. Yeah. Uh, but uh, talking about Kamala Harris, she isn't liked by you, me, or any others, it seems. Remember when she uh, smoked weed with Tupac? I'm just going to put that I out there. Um, that. Yes. Uh, Vice, that <laughs> Vice President Kamala Harris' staff member complaint of abusive work environment. Hmm, okay. Mm. A report made by Politico has made some damning claims about the work environment in the vice president's office. The publication interviewed 22 former and current staff members who all complained about dysfunction in the office, reported in, reportedly at the fault of her chief of staff, Tina Flournoy. Uh, a central complaint that Flournoy has become overzealous in her attempt to protect Harris, uh, often to the point of alienating other staff members. Uh, but also donors who have raised millions on Harris's behalf. A source claimed that friends of Harris personally reach out to Flournoy on behalf of one of the party's donors, uh, and the, they were ignored. The donor also contacted the office personally and didn't hear back from anyone for weeks. When they did hear back, they were told that the vice president was too busy to schedule any time for them. In addition, it was reported that the staff has complained that Flor Flornoy is fostering an environment where their ideas are ignored and met with harsh dismissal and decisions are dragged out. Okay. Hmm. You know, it seems like uh, I, I, I'm i not very shocked by this. I I never liked her, and I, I, I do think uh, when she was on the debate stage... It showed uh, how tremendously bad she is at debating, and I, I think, I think a Democratic ticket with uh, Harris would be one of the worst tickets in many, many, many years. To be honest, if you look back at the primaries, she's never been popular. She, 
No. She got out of the running for president in the primaries because she lost her own state. Mm. Handily, handily lost her own state. Yep. People in her own yep. state don't even like her. Um, which it says a lot, you know what I mean? Uh, and I guess this whole idea of her being, um, you know, stately and uh, it's what people want because... Uh, she is, you know, that very neoliberal Democrat. Um, it seems to be biting people in the ass a little bit because now uh, she's going to be the person that people go after, or the Republicans go after in the next election, you know what I mean? Not Biden. They can just skip over Biden and go after her because people don't like her. It's like when mm. the GOP attacks Nancy Pelosi and they just say she's the Democratic Party. Right? Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So it, it gives them more uh, ammo. And I don't think Kamala Harris should have ever been put in as vice president, specifically because she's not popular. Um, yeah, yeah. But also that she just... she uh, there, there was no reason for her to be picked as uh, vice president other than the fact that the... The democratic um, system had decided that she was she was the person. She was the one. She's she's got it or whatever, right? The it factor, right? Exactly. Whatever that is. Whatever that is. Yeah, no, I I didn't see it in the uh, primary, so I don't see it now. And I I how old is uh, President Biden now? Almost eighty. He's like seventy-seven, seventy-eight, something like that. Yeah, and uh, and how? Uh, yeah, so he will be eighty-two uh, when we have the next uh, election, right? I have no idea. Something like that. Yeah, so, something like that. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't see him trying to to run again. Maybe I'm wrong. I've been older percent by that. No, I don't anyway. think. I I think it would be a real mistake by the Democratic Party to try to run him again. The other thing is this lady, mm. uh, Flournoy, Tina Flournoy, that they're blaming all this on, it, it makes me get flashbacks to the Ellen situation, where Ellen yeah. was like, oh, no, it was this one producer. Let's blame this one person mm. for the problems of my whole office. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was never the jerk, even though celebrities said uh, I didn't talk to them i didn't look at them and we were uh, they were asked to look at me in the eyes specifically was, right but yeah, i wasn't I, the problem I wasn't, yeah yeah but i wasn't the, the problem yeah i i love that excuse i talked about it <laughs> and absolutely nobody anyway um we talked about the slender uh, man case before uh both you and me have seen the slender man documentary uh, Many years ago, I'm sure we talked about it yeah. on the podcast, like back in the day, you know. Yeah, uh, but now judge ordered the release of the Wisconsin woman uh, that killed uh, in the Slenderman case. Right, there were two of them, two girls yes. that this happened yes. to, or that did this, I guess. Uh, but a Wisconsin judge on Thursday ordered the release of one of the women who has spent nearly three and a half years in a state mental facility after being convicted of stabbing her classmate. Uh, Anissa we Weir, 19, was sentenced to 25 years uh, in a mental health institution in December of 2017. She argued in a petition for conditional release that she is no longer a threat to anyone. Uh, 
she will be allowed oh she won't be allowed to go free immediately uh, she has 60 days to drop a conditional release plan uh it looks like the but the people at the hospital are saying that she is good to go like she's no longer a threat to anybody she's passed all the uh, mental health um criteria to be able to be released so yeah i really recommend that the documentary that shook me to the core uh, it's one of the best documentaries i've seen in many years it's really really good and it it shows how fucking scary that that case was and just it also shows how like manipulatable children are oh yeah definitely. right how easily a child's imagination can kind of run get go, just run away with it uh it, it says she vows she'd never let herself become a weapon again and promise to comply with whatever conditions uh the court imposes on her so Mm -hmm. Oh, look, do you remember the old good days when we had the Nazi Thresher train update and we said to to remember that? That was back in the day, but yes. That was back in the day. We, we had this Nazi Thresher update. We had this, like, we were following it and we were like, I wonder what will happen next. And we were like, so interested in people that were treasure hunting and things like that. Do you think maybe, maybe we were right and there was a treasure down there, but it was moved? It's actually possible, believe in that yeah. case. But in this case, uh, we talked about this other treasure hunt that was happening. Uh, if you remember, there, this guy. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Denmark squad. <laughs> Denmark. <Sorry. laughs> that was so random. I was like, what is sorry. on? Sorry, Denmark scored 1-0. Sorry. 1-0 against who? Yeah, against England. Sorry. Right. I knew yeah. that, but I'm just saying for everybody who's listening. Uh, yeah, sorry. Brad, do you remember this treasure hunt that happened and we found out that this guy had written an autobiography called The Thrill of the Chase? Where mm-hmm. this guy Fen had buried a treasure chest somewhere and had left clues in like a poem and inside this book. Um, do you remember this at all? I do remember this. Yeah. For decades, thousands of people roamed the Rockies in search for the treasure, which was estimated at around one million dollars. One million dollars. Uh, but a French, tre- <laughs> a French treasure hunter has sued the estate of of Fen. Uh, an antiquity dealer who sparked a year-long search across the American West for the hidden chest, Bruno Raffos, is seeking $10 million in a complaint filed last week in the U.S. District Court of New Mexico. He claims that Forrest Fenn deprived him of the riches by moving the treasure chest right after he had solved the, li- the riddle, which would le- lead him to the loot. Wow. The lawsuit comes a year after the man found the treasure in Wyoming. Uh, Raffos says, it appears suspicious to everyone. Our assumption is that Forrest Fenn went to retrieve the chest himself, declared it found publicly, and then kept all the content for himself. Oh my gosh. But what the Forrest Fenn is thing? dead also now. So that makes everything oh. even more difficult. Wow. Several so treasures... know where, where it's hidden? Uh, well... The he's suing the estate of this guy. Right. So he's suing like the 
the the family. Yeah. But who knows if the state knows where he has hidden it? We don't know. Uh, no. Or even if they did, that's just it. Like, what if right. this other guy is lying and he did find it, but now he's suing them for even more money? Yes. Right. It's wow. very like it could be either way. Um, Shiloh yeah. Old, Fenn's grandson, could not be reached for comment on this story. Several treasure seekers had to be rescued from precarious situations uh, searching for the tre treasure. As many as six died. So, uh, I see that I I get I guess if that's the case, then I see why this guy Bruno would be like, hey, I risked my li literally risked my life for this, and I got nothing out of it, right? So I guess I see why he would want to mm -hmm. sue. Uh, so we have had so many talks the last weeks about UFOs, and guess what? We're going to talk about UFOs again. What is it this time, Luke? Uh, this is from the BBC, and uh, the BBC talking about the U.S. Um, UFO uh, document release. An astronautical engineer expert uh, running through the unanswered questions about the U.S. government's UFO report. Um, so, yeah, uh, let's start this at, what, 15 seconds? Can we do that? Three, two, one. This particular report uh, is underwhelming. Uh, we expected that. Many of us suspect uh, there is a lot more going on uh, that we are not uh, privy to. It is real. These objects are not hallucinations uh, by our professional pilots because they are trained to observe. One former fighter pilot a recalls a seeing a UAP. Have, uh, these little white yeah. oblong mints, uh, and it's exactly what it looked like, except it was uh, traveling uh, very fast and uh, very erratically. Obviously, a, the first thing that comes to mind is, uh, are we on a collision course? Mm. You know, if it's a real object, which it is, because radar uh, shows you this image is either staying out of sight or, or keeping pace with you or rushing towards you. Uh, the first thing that uh, you want to do is avoid collision. That's a good point. Where did they come These from? Alien objects, as in truly extraterrestrial visitations. Very hard to tell. Um, these objects show flight dynamics and physics that we don't understand that we don't use in our technologies. Our technologies won't allow us to fly bluff body vehicles, that is not aerodynamic vehicles, at extreme rates of speed and uh, uh, very quick maneuvers and uh, shifting speeds and most of all, <laughs> disappearing from sight or uh, transforming from an aircraft into a submersible without even a splash. Okay, we can stop there. Yeah, I, I think that guy has the point. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, he's a... I was expecting... Uh, yeah, come on. He's an astronautical engineer, so I, I hope he would have an idea of what he's talking about, right? <laughs> Let's hope so. 
Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, do you think that we should burn churches? Uh, I guess it depends on what the church has done. I guess it's a church by church basis. Church on church basis. Well, Luke, we are going to listen to Trum telling the truth. I don't support burning churches, but sometimes I understand it. This is Trum where Trum tells the truth. The lots of news from Canada reminds me a little bit in Norway in the nineties. Well, I don't think about all the dead school children and so on, but Yes, burning churches. In the nineties it was black metal or people who said they were black metal artists or Satanists or anything else who burned churches. A lot of old symbols and culture and symbols in Norway were burned down. Well, why they did it? It was sometimes because they hated religion and so on, and I I'm against burning people's mosque or church or so on. But in Canada it's having something else. The Catholic Church has done crimes, and the Catholic Church has done crimes for centuries, and they're getting away with it. I would like to see any other institution do things like the Catholic Church has done. Ha! If only one mosque is taken for rape or child abuse, Muslims getting burned down and people are throwing rocks at them. But the Catholic Church has been going on and on and on. We can say, like, somebody said, like, pedophile scandals is something in the past, but it isn't. It has been going on for hundreds of hundreds of years, maybe from the Catholic Church beginning, who knows? But the institution is so mighty that we're giving them a pass, and we're still giving the pass for the sins from the past. But in Canada, people had it. All this terrible news of people and mass graves and so on was so horrible. They just fucking lost it. They started burning churches. And again, I do not defend it. But I understand it. I do understand it. I do understand it when nobody has been talking about this before. Really. When no politician is, say, the Catholic Church or, or the law. Because they're living in the society, in the society. They can do what the fuck they want and they will get away with it. Yeah, some priests have been put to jail and so on. The magnitude, the, the, the amount of criminal, criminality they have been done, the, the child abuse, the poverty abuse, and so on and so on, is been going on and still is going on and they're still getting a pass. People are still celebrating the Pope. And that's how low the bar is, as I did today. A Norwegian politician wanted to give the new Pope Nobel Speech Prize. And I really said, fuck you very much. Yes, the Catholic Church new Pope is better than previous ones. It's better than the fucking shit who's been going on since the church beginning. But now because you want to change a little, because you want to do, say something who's maybe a little bit more correct and want to do something, that is enough for mobile speed price. No, it's not. They look like this institution don't want to stop before somebody forces them to stop. In Norway, a few years ago, they were, they were 
using state funding and yeah they stole a lot of money from the state well i, I started i lost my english first there and they got away with it for a long time and when they were turned on by the courts they said now we have to come together yes we have to come together after the court and the highest court in norway fuck you in the ass then we have to come together the Catholic Church doesn't understand a fucking shit. You can never deal with those people. You cannot compromise with those people. If they people, Catholic Church is doing wrong, you just have to do it the hard way. Some people in Canada have seen that because they know it won't stop. And they know the Catholic Church don't want to do anything. I haven't seen the Pope say something yet. No, they haven't. I can give you news so on of people who think like they are, the, the, the church has been treated bad. But again, this is the Catholic Church's own fault. They started this and they're gonna still paying for this if they don't stop and do, and do something very drastically with the church. Again, I do not defend church burning. But in this, in this country, in Canada, I do fucking get it. And everybody with a fucking brain should get it too. This is Tron, but Tron tells the truth. Thank you, Tron, as always. Thank you, Tron. TV run? Are you ready to talk about some TV? Yeah, I've been so busy this week. Like, I've been so crazy busy. I haven't been this as busy as this week since I was, like, in college and had a full-time job. So I haven't seen a lot of TV. <laughs> well... Uh, I I have seen some. Uh, let's start with something that you are never ever going to watch, uh, called We the People, uh, where you can learn the basic rights and citizenship with upbeat songs. Uh, yeah, that to, sounds uh, great. Yeah, I mean, if you really want to see what the propaganda show looks like in two thousand and twenty. You should actually look at up this show because holy moly, this is a propaganda show. I have, I have never seen something that I was, I was, I was almost like gasping of oh, how, like blatant, fucking blatant and and awful this was. Like, I I liked two of the songs. The first song was very good because it was by her. And then I liked another song that I don't really remember, but it's not about the quality of the song, really. Because okay. guess what? The songs are are so like we have human rights. You need to be a Democrat to vote. Hey, you should vote Democrat. <laughs> and and when I saw it was produced by. Uh, Mrs. and Miss, uh, Mr. Obama. I was like, what oh, the that's what, okay. What the, the, what the fucking surprise that this is like one of the most blatant, the pop, uh, uh, like democratic uh, propaganda I have seen in my entire life. I, 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 you maybe want to believe this, but holy shit, Goebbels would be proud of this. Because I haven't seen this kind of propaganda like this awful, awful stuff before. 
Holy fuck, that it was bad. I guess I just have to watch it to see what the propaganda was, because you, other than just like voting for Demo- the Democrats or what? What? How? How did you? Almost say? like that, yeah. No. It, I mean, it, they didn't like totally go out and say, "Hey, you need to vote Democrat," but it was very like, uh, "America was built uh, for people to to have diversity." Uh, diversity is very good. Like it, I and I and some of the songs I I do agree with the uh, with the uh, and and I think the animation style. There's different animation style for each of the songs. I like that. So there are positive things I will say about it. But because it was so blatant and so out of touch with everything I have entirely said, and I like. Yeah, like I said, this is the biggest propaganda piece I have ever seen in my entire life. I'm not going to give it better than a two. Do you ever see a uh, Schoolhouse Rock back in the day, like in the seventies? I do. For some yeah, reason, yeah, yeah. the way you describe it, it reminds me of that. Um, let's see, what did I see? I saw Top Chef Amateurs, uh, which is just Top Chef with amateurs, but they have like old Top Chef. Winners who like are what do you call it? Mentoring them, yeah. I guess. You see this from mentoring, yeah, yeah. I saw it because you mentioned that you had watched it, and I'm a very big fan of Top Chef, so I thought I would like this. I, I mean, Top Chef's fine. I, it's not something I go out of my way to watch, but if it's on in the background, I don't mind it. You know what I mean? Um, so I guess if. If you like Top Chef, you're gonna like this show. I uh, but uh, I would have preferred it honestly. No. That <laughs> no, that that's that's the point. I didn't like this. Oh okay, uh, but I I would have preferred it in the show if they wouldn't have had the Top Chef winners and it would have just been the amateurs by themselves. Is that crazy? That is maybe the biggest, yeah, no, that's the biggest mistake they did on this show. Because that is totally what my biggest gripe is with this TV show, is that uh, they try to make it look uh, more chefy than they do. And I also feel like the contestants comes in the background of the people that are kind of mentoring them. And I find find that the focus here is kind of like lost where where uh, in normal top chef there they are have the focus on the contestants here it felt like it was more focused on on the celebrities and and the mentors right i i, I think that when i went into it maybe i had expectations that like okay we're getting amateur chefs who don't know what they're doing so it's going to be kind of fun to see them try to like mm-hmm. figure it out but then when you put somebody there with them that knows exactly what to do, that ruins the whole, like, interest of why I wanted yep. to see the show. So overall, I gave this a... Yep. I'm going to give it a f- 3.5. Uh, I gave it a 3. Yeah, I did not like this, and I, I love Top Chef. I saw Tom and Jerry in New York, Luke. Uh, this uh, is more or less a direct uh show after like the Tom and Jerry movie so right. this was on HBO Max uh it is good but uh, i do think that they 
rely a little too much on uh, that you have seen uh, Tom and Jerry the movie. Uh, there are some jokes uh, that uh, reference uh, the movie. Uh, other than that, I would say it's perfectly fine. I give it a 4.5. Okay, anything else? Yeah, I also saw a show called Somos on uh, Netflix. Uh, this is about uh, the people of Alanda. Uh, that is a Mexican border town. Uh, and it's uh, 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 being overtaken by this very uh, powerful cartel operation. Uh, leading to a, a very sad tragedy. Uh, this is inspired by True Event. It's not a documentary, but it's it's like it's inspired by True Events. Okay. Uh, I I I liked it. Um, again, a little too propagandaish. Uh, I thought it was. Uh, somewhat underplayed. I think the actors in this is very good. Uh, I think uh, what saves it for me is definitely, like, uh, uh, the acting. I, the story is, is interesting, it is, but I, I do feel uh, that uh, it is uh, inspired by true events instead of, like, showing the true events. It's kind of like, eh, but I, I give it six. Okay, I saw Young Royals on Netflix, a Swedish show. Yeah. Uh, it's about a prince uh, who gets in trouble for fighting, right, at a club. Which I, I thought they could have probably yeah. fleshed out that whole story bit a little bit better, to be honest. Because I was like... What actually happened at this fight that was so bad? I was a little bit confused by that. Um, it's definitely mm -hmm. ya, super ya. Uh, you know, meant for teenagers. Um, the dub I thought was pretty good. Did it seem? Did the dub seem all right to you, or did you watch it without the dub? I watched it in Swedish, yeah, because I, I understand Swedish, so I didn't really need. Right. Uh, totally. All right. Need uh, to watch dubbed. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'd compare it to a lot of other Yaw shows I've seen lately. Um, it also kind of felt like, oh, feel bad for this rich kid. And I was, that part made me go, eh, I don't really care that much about it. I'm not going to watch more than two episodes, but overall, the acting was pretty good. So I'll give it a 5.5. .5. What about you? I think my biggest uh, problem with this is, is definitely that, because... I, I I didn't have any sympathy for the main character, and when you lose sympathy for the main character, right. we will talk about that a little later. Funny enough, you, you you kind of lose interest for the show. It's not like it's it's not a terrible show, but it's it's not good either. I will say that the acting totally fucking saves it, though. I I think uh, the one that uh, plays the prince is an amazing actor. Uh, and people around him is is, is also good. I I would give it a six, but uh, uh, it's not something I am super interested in watching continuously. But I I don't think I will finish it. I've just seen two episodes. 
I don't know if I'm out or not. It depends a little. I just don't. Under, I never understood the obsession with like the with the royal families and thing like things like that. And I, I, that definitely is what this is playing right. off of for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I agree. I saw the mysterious Benedict uh, Society on Disney Plus. Look, wow! I haven't even heard uh, of this. Okay, this is. No, it's a new show that uh, is came out. It's about this uh, boarding school known as the Institute, uh, where somebody has a, a plot uh, that will be a ramification for the whole world, uh, and it's like about these lost children that uh, that are orphans that get together and get uh, uh, to be d- uh, detectives. It's very cute. It's very family uh, focused. I I actually liked it as much as I did. I did not think I would like this at all. But I I give it actually a six point five, and I think I will continue watching it. I've just seen two episodes. Okay. There's three episodes out. I I yeah, I will continue watching. Uh, the last thing I saw. Uh, was something called Generation 56K on Netflix. Uh, this is an interesting drama comedy. It's about some thirty-something uh, 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 that tries to remember in 1998 uh, when their like teenage hormones kicked in and the internet changed their lives forever. It, right. it is. A very, uh, I think I I liked it because it's kind of like it reminded me of my youth as 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 well. Either, but I am a little older than this generation. Uh, what falls fails it is kind of the the acting and the storyline is under par. Uh, I give it a four point five. Okay, the last thing we saw together, episode six of Panic. Uh, yeah, new director, by the way, because we're going to talk about that. This episode's called Dead End. The annual Demolition Derby provides some much-needed distraction from the troubling revelations of the previous episode. With cops closing in on the judges, no one is sure the game can continue. Heather repairs one relationship and ruptures another in a dramatic ending that proves the game must go on, but not for everyone. Look. What? You know what? I think this title of the show is very, very fitting. This was the dead end of my interest of the show. Uh, yeah, it, it, this was <laughs> like one of the worst episodes yet. Um, nothing really yeah. happened, and what did happen... Um, really didn't have anything to do with the story that we're interested in, which is like the game, uh, oh. finding out who who's running the game and that kind of stuff. It's all just this was just another fluff episode. But it uh, it was uninteresting fluff. Like uh, the last time, at least there was some interesting fluff. In this episode, there's so much stupid sex scenes and so many like stupid like this this director really 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 
uh, didn't have any clue what was going on in the show because this totally felt like some other shows that I had no interest in watching. I th- yeah, I think you can see the like the problem with creating a show with more than one or two directors and like trying to split up these episodes. Mm. Like every time we see an, a TV show like this. <clears throat> and you're watching it episode by episode, you can really feel the difference, the change in tone, the change in the way mm. the show um, feels from, like, episode to episode. Um, and it it doesn't always hurt a show, but um, a lot of the times it seems it does. Whereas when you have a show that's done by one mm. director or um, done by one per- uh, or a, a few people that are working together with each other, as opposed to, like, they all seem to be doing it on their own, which is what this kind of seems like. Uh, that can that can work, but this, this doesn't seem to be working to me. But the other good thing is, like, we have one more episode, and then in the next episode, it's a whole new director, so that might be a great episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, uh, I I would have stopped watching here if 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 we weren't as far as we were, we are. I would say to you, hey, uh, we're going to stop watching this show, but we're going to continue watching it because we we are a little too deep into the show. But if if this episode was uh, before, I would totally not watch them and ending else because this fucking bored the tears out of me. This is going to get my lowest score of a three. I was thinking three point five. Yeah, um, yeah. We've definitely hit the point of no return in this show, though. We're way past uh, not watching the rest yeah. of it. So, yeah. <laughs> That's the sad part. <laughs> yeah, we're <laughs> we see too much. Right. It's like when a plane <laughs> you you're half past halfway in the gas tank. You know, we got to just keep going, otherwise we're gonna die. So, uh. Oh, big yeah. TV news. Uh, judge denies Britney Spears' uh, request to remove father from her conservatorship. Yeah. We talked about this last week. I am so shocked. I am flabbergasted that he's still allowed to do this. There has to be something we don't know. And something with the judge, or, like, the only person that you can blame here is the judge who denied denied it. And af- after what we saw, like, with the her testimony, I can't, I don't understand how he can, with a good no. conscience, deny this, uh, this appeal. It's just crazy to me. Yeah, no, I, I, I am... I'm, I'm like I said. I, I don't really know what to say because it's so, it is so out of touch for everything that I, I'm thinking of. Like when I heard this news, I was like, I, I really got upset. I, I got sad because it, I, I, I heard her testimony. There has to be some things, some things we don't know. It just but there was a tweet. Yeah, sorry. It feels like she's been in the system since she was like a little tiny kid. Like she was a Disney Disney Mm -hmm. kid, you know what I mean? She was a Mouseketeer. And it feels like she's been in the system her whole life. 
And now she's like, I would rather get out of this system. And they're like, no, you cannot get out of the system. Then that's the saddest part to me. You know what I mean? I think there's a tweet that I I shared with you that uh, sums it up. Randy Mayan Singer said, We live in a world where Britney Spears has people controlling her uterus, but uh, Bill Cosby is free. Got it. Natalie is here. Totally not uh, was there uh, through the news and things. So uh, just work with it, people. Yes, we recorded this in one one sitting. Uh, So... Are you ready to talk about some episodes of our tournament, Tilly? Let's do it. Literally episodes. Uh, uh, We have gotten permission from the Prime Minister of uh, Podcasting, so I will continue. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Finish the Prime Minister of Podcasting, by the way. Good to know. (laughs) Yes, yes. In the Prime Minister of Podcasting. So, we start with episode 287. 15,000 octopuses uh, bees versus Dr. Phil. Uh, the main topic that week was Ian the Trump uh, reporter re-interviewed. That was amazing. That was a tough interview, actually. Because, like... Yeah. Uh... Oh, the backstory on that show. Oh, my God. <laughs> we had to really try to, like, find a way to get him in... To get him to inter- be interviewed, and he didn't want to do it during yeah. the break, so we had to like do it outside the podcast. It was it was a hassle, yeah, but it worked it, out. It was awful, but it was very funny. <laughs> uh, we talked news of the week. We had tell tell me your secrets episode seven. Is it funny that I I don't really uh, remember tell me your secrets? I don't either. Episode seven. We uh, we watched the whole thing, and I don't even remember what it was about. Me neither. We did another digital review of the Unholy, something I also think is kind of funny, because you talked about that last week, and I talked about it some weeks ago. Oh, Tell Me Your Secrets was the one with Hamish Linklater as the bad guy, where he's, like, super evil. Nope. He was the guy... Any bells. Hamish Linklater is the guy... Well, uh, let's see. He kind of looks like the guy from Friends. He's got Lily Rab in it, where she was, like, had amnesia and didn't remember if she killed somebody or not. And then Hamish Linklater was nope. the guy who, like, uh, he was a psycho who ended up being a detective for Amy Berman in the show. I don't know. I don't Doesn't know any of those people. One single <laughs> hell. You, we we really liked the show, so it was on Amazon. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, then we have, <laughs> yeah, then we have episode two hundred and four. That was spaceship, straight ship. See, see what we did there. Yeah. Uh, we had uh, the main topic was universe people. What was that like? Uh, let me look it up, and you, can you continue? Yeah. <laughs> and then we did uh, the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance. Oh Holy my God! Shit, did you Dark watch that show, that. Tilly? You didn't like that. No. Why did you not like it, Age of Resistance? What? It was the worst show ever, Tilly. The worst thing about it is that, you know, you know how it's all going to end eventually, so it's a bit sad. But I loved it. Yes. I was a huge Dark Crystal fan. I, and, I was a huge, huge Crystal fan too, but I hated it. Yeah, we went into it and I was the, we watched it because I never liked the Dark Crystal when I grew up. 
And Fro right. was a big fan. And so we were like, okay, yeah. we'll watch this and we'll have like a different perspective on it, each of us. And then we got into yeah. it like a few episodes and we were both like, oh my God, this is the, yeah. I think it was the storyline was kind of just like, what the, the hell is even going so on in this? Stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So oh, the universe no. people, the universe people were caught. Uh, the message? Oh no. Oh no. Oh, oh no. It's all oh, messy, no. everybody. It's all, all the blocks that he's thrown all over the room. It's all messy. Oh no, whatever will we do? I think we need the cosmic people of light powers, which is a Czech Slovakian UFO religion founded in the oh, mid 1990s. Yes. <laughs> yes, I remember those. Yeah. Then we did another digital review of Playmobil, the movie. But, okay, so. Playmobil was kind of good, actually. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what what we're doing are deciding the best title. So, I'm going to ask uh, Tilly, what do you think? Um, well, the first one was my pick. Yeah. And I still think it's it it makes me laugh. I went through as I was going through them. It was anything that made me. <laughs> I put on my list. Right. And that one, even when you said it again. Oh no, Finn! Oh no! Everything's okay. Santa will fix it. <laughs> Santa will fix fifty thousand octopus bees versus Doctor Phil. Okay. Uh, and the other one was my my one uh, is spaceship straight ship. I like that because it's kind of like yeah, you have to see how it's spelled because one is ship and one is ship. But, uh, yeah, no, I will actually vote for Achilles as well, so this is going to be a little boring. Well, that, well no, and that's fine, because I, if even if you wouldn't have picked Tilly's, I w- would have gone with Tilly's and uh, overrided yours, so... Um, Mommy? I, I, I just like the visuals of the idea... <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. This podcast is the best, by the way. Yes. Yes. <laughs> We're just going to leave all this in. 60-hour <laughs> podcast, everybody. 60 hours. Yeah, with the three-year-old yeah. talking about messy balls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> balls are messy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I just like the imagery of, like, the idea of uh, octopus bees. I like, the, what, what does that look like in my brain? And then them yeah. versus mm-hmm. Dr. Phil? Like, I just like that idea. Okay, then we have... Episode 216, uh, Bloomberg's nipples are high-level, like, <laughs> Russian essence. I love that. <laughs> like, yeah, you hear me laughing, so that's... And it's against uh, episodes... Uh, oh, what did we talk about? We talked about Dollface. I liked that show, I remember. That was a good one, yeah. We watched all of that, yeah, so... Really good. Um... 21 Bridges, that's... on the other hand, a movie we covered, didn't actually have 21 Bridges in it, remember? That was that oh. movie that we, we did research and we were like, wait, there aren't even 21 Bridges in the city that they're even talking about. <laughs> yes. And this is uh, where we, uh, when we had started doing no, no main topic, so that is interesting. Uh, I think this was before that, but this was probably a week. Oh, it was fun. Uh <laughs> I think this was just a week that, like, we didn't do a main topic, possibly. Okay. Uh, It's going against episode 265. Sorry. I'm so distracted by that fucking baby. Sorry. Uh, Episode 265. Under the 20 mutant rats eaten by baby shark. That's also a very good 
We had uh, the US presidential. Yes, the lady on. Yeah. Did you hear that? Yeah. I'd like a baby shark on the telly. Mm hmm. Baby shark. Okay. Uh, we did talk about the US presidential election. Operation uh, Glacio? Is that how it says? Gladio. Yeah. Gladio? What was that? Uh, it was like that, well, it, it, it was basically a under, not an undercover, but a secret operation to, by, by different countries, uh, to try to destroy mm -hmm. socialism in different countries, uh, started by NATO and the CIA. Okay. Uh, whoa, Fun. episode eight. That was a really good show. That was one of the best shows we had done in quite a while, actually. Another digital review of a movie called Fatal. I don't remember that movie. Fatal, like, Fatal. Fa like femme Fatal. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. uh, okay. Right. Does that have any uh, bearing in the movie? I never saw the movie actually. I just remember that that's what what it was about. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Luke, which title do you like the best? I definitely am gonna have to go with. Episode 216, Bloomberg's nipples are a high-level Russian asset. Uh, yeah, that, okay. I remember this was one of the episodes, like, during the primaries when Bloomberg came in and he was going to run for president when Biden was floundering and everybody and they needed somebody to try to beat Bernie. So they brought in Bloomberg, uh, who is clearly just a Republican. But they oh, yeah. were everybody was like, oh, we're all going to vote for Bloomberg. I'm pretty sure this was the week that they did that um, debate where it was clear the audience was all just people who oh, were yeah, being paid to, yeah. like, yeah, exactly. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I really, and the imagery and everything of uh, Bloomberg's nipples, uh, steal, hacking a computer is funny to me. Tell <laughs> us. Uh, Oh, now you've put that image in my head. I'm going to have to go for that one. <laughs> Against yeah. the will of my three-year-old and his obsession with Baby Shark, which I'm now watching. Uh, Damn it. Yeah. So you're going for 216 as well? Yep. Uh, yeah, we are three people on Bloomberg. <laughs> so. Yeah! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we are, we're all on his nipples, okay. Yeah. Well, if it gets everybody off mine, that's fine. <laughs> uh, okay, then we have episode. Oh my god, I love that kid, by the way. Uh, yeah. Oh, please sing me for us. Copyright strike. <laughs> oh, he stopped now. He's not going to do the whole thing. Well oh, oh done, God. Finn. That was beautiful. Oh, amazing. Okay. Uh, then we have episode two. Oh, my God. How am I going to continue? 
Episode 206. <laughs> oh my god. Peacock and Pooh versus the Trumpet Lumps. Uh, we talked about uh, TV premieres. I'm done. Uh, episode 1. That was uh, also an okay show, Luke. This is one I don't remember. Let me look it up. That was uh, the one uh, uh, with the one uh, trapped in time, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah. The one that was like all animated kind of thing. Yeah, I do remember. Yeah. With, with Bob Odenkirk. Yeah, that was good. That was really good. Yeah. Um, against Brain Shipped Polar Bear versus Time Traveling Hannah Montana. Uh, we talked about B-Theory of Time, uh, Tough as Nails, episode 9. Oh my god, that was such a shit show. Yeah, and we watched the whole thing. But I think we watched the whole thing because uh, it was so bad. Because it was bad, yeah. Uh, I'm going to ask uh, myself first. Uh, I actually like Peacock and Pooh versus the Trumpelumps better. Uh, yeah, then I will uh, ask Luke. Uh, I think I'm going to go the other one, episode 256, Brain Chip Polar Bear versus Time Traveling Hannah Montana. Uh, yeah. Ooh, so, uh... It's up to Tilly. Philip's going to have the deciding vote. Oh, that's very difficult. What was the first one again? Uh, Peacock and Pooh versus the Trump Lumps. Could be a cartoon. Mm-hmm. Then we have Brain Chip Polar Bear versus Time Traveling Hannah Montana. Conspiracy documentary. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, as I've got a three-year-old right next to me, I'll go with the one that sounds like a cartoon. The first one, Trumpelumps. Yeah, the Trumpelumps. I think that's totally what we were going for too. Was like a yeah, a cartoon. Well, you succeeded. <laughs> I think the other one we were going for. You know that game you you play where it's like, oh, what would happen if you if a polar bear went against a an ostrich or whatever. I think that's what we were talking about. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. The bear would get full of ostrich. <laughs> yes. Uh, then we have ep- episode 253. A nudist raccoon doctor has a vice. <laughs> uh, also, tough as nails. Ooh. Uh, four sentence movie review. That was fun. So, yeah, we should do that again. again. Yeah, I've, yeah, we have forgot that that happened. <laughs> <laughs> we, we did it twice. The first time was an awful experience because we picked the wrong movie, but the second time was good. Yeah. We, ha- we had to figure out kind of how it worked to make it work. Yes. Yeah, totally. Yes. Uh, then we have episode 219, Parf 2, Evil Returns. Uh, we will tell you why it's called that after I, I'll tell you what, what was on. It was the best worst movies of 2019. Dollface episode 4 review. Uh, bombshell that uh, Luke hated and I kind of liked. Mm-hmm. Oh no! Yeah. So, Luke, what is the story about our return? I think that must have been the week we watch well it can't be because we well maybe it was but it like it wasn't in the it wasn't the adr because it was bombshell so we watched Mm -hmm. a quiet place two oh we must have watched it in the jeremy round that probably is what happened and we watched a quiet place two and uh at the very end of the trailer it said a quiet place uh part two right but yes, the, yes. the two was a Roman numeral, and it had this weird, like, connecting piece between the two uh, ones 
of the of the Roman numeral two. So it looked like yep. instead of part two, it looked like it said parth. And so then, <laughs> from then on, we were just we just called it <laughs> a quiet place parth, right? Yeah, because we were a hundred and ten percent sure it was called parth, and and we were talking like, what does parth mean? Right. We and I we looked like, up parth on Google to be like, is that like some kind of like cryptic, like satanic uh, imagery or something that we don't know about? Or is this like you know what I mean? We were so fucking lost, but yeah, that was, uh, and we have had that as a continuous joke. So even when we did another digital review of it, we called it uh, Parf <laughs> and not Part Two. So yeah, See, I never get how things like that fly under the radar. It's like when there's there's clearly somebody that gets paid to do continuity yeah. on TV shows. Right. Yeah, the amount yeah. of times that you notice stuff just watching it. You know, how did nobody notice that? It's like glaringly obvious, right in your face. Just call it Path. Right? Yeah. yeah. We were so confused when we first saw it. We were like, "That's a weird name for a movie," because it was like the first time we saw the trailer. <laughs> yeah. So I'm watching, anyway. waiting to see. Yeah. Uh, what are you watching for, uh, Tilly? Um. Uh, now I know about the Path thing. That one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Luke. This is a hard one for me. Um, I like both of them, but uh, I guess I'll go with 219 as well. I don't know. What do you think, Fro? Yeah, I'm going to vote for 219. I You'll think be that joke, Yeah, and that joke has been going on for so long. So. It is a running joke, yeah. And it's kind of sad. Yeah. I always sad when the movie actually came out because now the joke kind of is done. Right. Yeah. Yeah, but it, it, the joke actually got extended by COVID because the reason the joke lasted so long is the movie never came out in 2020 when it was supposed to, right? So the joke <laughs> would have been over like a year ago, but now it's just over now. So I think that's kind of cool. See, COVID uh, has its upsides. <laughs> <laughs> Next is uh, uh, episode 251, Lassie's Bowl of Experimental Alien DNA versus Cats Blowing on a Windmill in Bethlehem. Uh, Lassie was, was the interview with one Galt, one of our worst interviews, if you ask me. One of really? our worst? Why do you think it was... She was just tremendously hard to understand. Oh, that. Well, she... I, that was her whole con... Like, her whole thing was being hard to understand. Like, that's her yeah. whole shtick, because she's... Uh, wow, you just have to listen back to episode 251 and listen to that interview. Yeah. And Like, we were trying to even understand what the hell was going on while we were interviewing her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But that's what I thought. I thought that made it good, but that's just me, I guess. Uh, and uh, episode 220, we had the best worst TV show of uh, 2019. Uh, we also had another digital review of the best movie ever made, Cats. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> Cats. Yes, yes. Such a good movie. Uh, I will ask Luke. Uh, I think I'm going to go with uh, episode 251. I mean, that was mine, but I also like... The idea of Lassie uh, being some kind of alien creature. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, Tilly? 
I've forgotten what the two were because I've just had to give Finn my phone. What were they? What were they again? Uh, cats blowing on a windmill in Bethlehem versus Lassie eats bowl of an experimental mental alien DNA. I've got to go for cats blowing on a windmill in Bethlehem. Oh, uh, you're putting me in a hard place, uh, Tyler. I think I need to vote for cats blowing on a windmill in Bethlehem. I think that's funny. I'm sorry, Luke. <laughs> that's what, I, I, I don't care. Uh, I, I, I'm pretty sure this is Bethlehem, like, like I was going to say, because uh, it's the day after Christmas. You see the date ah. there? Twelve twenty-six. Yeah, I didn't realize that until just now. So, okay. Uh, then we have episode two hundred and thirty-four, Analog Homo Sapien Venus. Uh, when we talked about <laughs> sorry, I love that topic. Uh, we talked about pastafarianism. That is funny. Uh, very fun religion. Look it up. Uh, Vampires episode two. That was really good. Look. Yeah, everybody go check out the Pastafarian documentary from last year also. That yeah. was really good, too. That was really good. Oh, yeah. what's that on? It was like an independent thing. I think you'd have to buy it through oh. their website, yeah. Uh, against uh, to episode 280, uh, 95% of pigs are held hostage as press aides. <laughs> uh, we interviewed uh, Trivia Chic for the first time. Uh, we did The Last Stand. Uh, or The Stand, sorry. Episode 9. Uh, that was a shit show. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, Tilly. Analog Homo sapien Venus against 95% of pigs are held hostage as a press aid. Press aid pigs. Press aid pigs. Yeah, that was. I nearly chose that one when I was doing my shortlist. Yeah, I have to pick the same, actually. Oh really? I was uh, that was my pick, and I was gonna go analog Homo sapien weenus, but okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I I really love it. It's such a funny uh, like uh, the picture of ninety four percent of all world pigs hold held as a press aid. That looks so funny in my head. Yeah. and I've just got pork, so relevant. <laughs> relevant. I actually, yeah. I've, I'm leaning the same way. I don't know. I think it, I watched an episode of H3H3, and the producer Dan talked about pigs being like sentient beings, like being as smart as us and everything. And I was like, wow, I don't, yeah, I don't really feel like watching <laughs> or eating pigs anymore. Uh, yeah, they're definitely they're on a, the same level as dogs and. I think they're above. I think they're above. They're above. Yeah, they're way above dogs and cats, and we consider yeah. them like th something you're not supposed to eat, right? So yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's do this now. Uh, <laughs> in, in case someone comes back, I'm not going to say his name because if you say his name three times, he, <laughs> he appears. Right? Uh, yeah. Uh, do you mind doing the semifinals, Luke? Uh, sure. Episode two eighty seven. Uh. Versus episode 216, episode 287 was 15,000 octopus bees versus Dr. Phil. And that's going against Bloomberg's nipples are high-level Russian assets. Ooh. Uh, I will ask you first, then, Luke. Uh, I'm going to go 216 Bloomberg's nipples. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Uh, Tilly? See, I'd have, I'd have gone the other one. But can't we, like, mash them up and make them into a whole new one? <laughs> <laughs> no, it doesn't really work like that. 15,000 octopus bees. 
No, that's not going to work. No. 15,000 uh, octopus bees come out of Bloomberg's nipples. There you go. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, next, uh, next one, Look. Uh, episode 206 versus episode 219. Episode 206 was Peacock and Pooh versus the Trumpalumps. Uh, and 219 is, wait, uh, Parth 2, The Evil Returns. Or Evil Returns, sorry. Yeah, I have to go with the first one. Uh, what about you, Tilly? Yeah, me too, the, the Trumpalumps. Yeah. I think I agree. I agree on that one for sure, yeah. Uh, we, all, we all love the Trumpalumps. And and that's been been a saying that I I have helped uh, when we talk about Trump. I that's true. We like, I didn't think yeah. about that, but you have kind of that's kind of carried on as a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So episode anyway. two twenty versus episode two eighty. Episode two mm-hmm. two twenty is cats blowing on a windmill in Bethlehem, and episode two eighty is ninety five percent of pigs are held hostage as press aides. Uh, Tiller. Uh, cats blowing on windmills in Bethlehem. Luke. I'm going to go 95% of pigs are held hostage as press aides. Ah, oh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I need to go with that as well. Which one? Uh, pigs. pigs. Pigs, okay, 280. All right. Fair enough. Okay, do you do the finals as well? Do you want me to? Yes, please. Okay, so uh, episode 216 uh, versus episode 206. 216 is Bloomberg's nipples are high-level Russian assets. And episode 206 is uh, Peacock and Pooh versus Trumpalumps. Oh, this is hard. Uh, I will go with the Trumpalumps. Tilly? Me too. I like the Trumpalumps. Okay. And Peacocks and Pooh. Uh, and then we... What, what's next? Let's see. B versus C. It's going to be... Hey, yeah, uh, look, look, look. What do you want? Oh. Uh, I would have gone the other way, actually. I would have gone Bloomberg's nipples. I think Bloomberg's nipples was probably my bet from the beginning, or my like pick from the beginning to win, to be honest. So You're just all about all right. Bloomberg's nipples, aren't you? I just, it's just so funny to me. Uh, okay, so... no laughing matter. Episode 206, Peacock and Pooh versus episode 280. Um, what's 280? Sorry. Uh, 95% of pigs are held as press aides. Uh, look. Uh, this one's harder than the other one to me. Um... Yeah. Peacock and Pooh, I guess I'm going to go 206. Tiddly. I really want to go to the other one just to make you awkward, but I quite <laughs> like it. I still love Peacock and Pooh. Yeah, I, 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 I will say Peacock and Pooh as well. Oh, uh, well, we have a winner at this point, but let's just do the last one. Yes. Uh, let's do it. Uh, so we got Peacock. Wait, we got 95% of press aids now uh, versus. Bloomberg's nipples, right? Yeah. Yeah, I would go Bloomberg's n- nipples there. I'm going Bloomberg's oh. nipples, yeah. Oh, yeah, see, I would have gone the other way. 95% yeah. of press aids, okay. But in, in the end... We have a winner, Luke. And what is the winner? Episode 206, 
which is Peacock and Pooh versus the Trumpalumps. That's a good title. Like. Uh, it's a pretty solid title, like yeah. I think yeah. it needs, like, its own theme song. <laughs> I just... Yeah. get Finn to sing it. <laughs> yeah, let's let's get Finn to, uh, to sing it, and we will end the podcast. <laughs> right, we, that, that should be our intro bit, is the Trumpalump song. It just makes me, like, you know that scene in uh, Winnie the Pooh, where there's the Huffalumps, and they're all the, a, yeah. uh, like, in this, like... Right, it's like this super, like, acid trip thing yeah. happening, but I picture that, but all the Huffalumps have Trump's face and hair. That's what I picture when I hear them. Oh, gross. Yeah, see, I saw the um, elephants from Dumbo. Ah. Yeah. When I imagined it. So, Tilly, where can people find you on the internet? It depends where they're looking, to be fair. <laughs> 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 <That's> <laughs> Which part of me specifically? <laughs> yeah, no, you can, you can find me on Facebook. Me fans, it's, uh, no. <laughs> it's non-existent, because can you imagine if Finn joined in? <laughs> I'm not playing my three-year-old on OnlyFans. <laughs> oh, that would be funny. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I'm still on the Another Digital Citizen Facebook group. So, yeah. you know, if people want to tag me in things or whatever, you can. I'm Tilly Phillips. Or find me on Facebook for Tilly Phillips. Still not got Twitter. Still not got Instagram. Still not got anything else. Although people keep telling me I need to. I clearly don't because I'm alive. Can we get to, to, to say goodbye to the main person of the podcast? Do you want to? Shall I, uh, I could take yeah. the phones off and you could hear, hear there. Yeah, hear sure. you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It'll be a good way to wrap up the segment, so. Yeah, right. Let's see if I unplug my headphones if it still stays working. Let's try it. And all of a sudden, the podcast just ends. Right. (laughs) I don't think think it's working. (laughs) Nope, it didn't work. Okay, let us say goodbye to the main character of the podcast, Tilly. Finn, can you say bye-bye, Fro? Bye-bye, Fro. Can you say bye-bye, Luke? Bye-bye, Luke. And bye-bye, everybody. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Plugs, uh, another digital citizen at gmail.com. That's another digital citizen at gmail.com if you want to email us. Uh, we also have a Twitter, uh, that's at podcast ADC, at podcast ADC, or you can check us out on Facebook if you want to check us out there. Another digital citizen. Really? It's another digital citizen? On on Facebook, yes. Is that the name of the podcast? Hmm, really? I didn't know. Uh, <laughs> hey, are Americans falling out of love with cinema look? Uh, according to this, this is uh, from Statista? Right. So it's like a statistics website. Uh, in a wake of a historically bad year for movies across the United States and Canada, the entire film industry is def- desperately looking for signs of recovery at the box office. Um, sales remain subdued halfway through 2021, though. Argu- arguably, the biggest fear among industry insiders is the possibility that the pande- pandemic only accelerated a downward trend that has, in fact, been going on for years. Merely concealed by an e- by the ever rising ticket prices, ticket sale data from the industry tracking sites. The numbers reveals how 
a slow but steady downward trend in theaters, uh, theater admissions since 2002, Fro. By 2019, that number had dropped from 1.23 billion uh, from 1.58 billion, all while box office earnings rose from 9.16 billion in 2002 to 11.26 billion in 2019. So less people are going to the movies, but somehow they're making more money. <laughs> yeah, I uh, we're going to talk about it a little later, but uh, I heard that the Forever Perch had one of the weakest openings for a Perch movie ever. Well, I'm not surprised. I mean, there there no. There's a slight come like there's a slight comeback of people going to the theaters, but it's not ever gonna. Or not anytime soon is it going to be like it was before, if not ever, right? Mm-hmm. I agree. I totally agree. Uh, even Quentin Tarantino thinks that some movie theaters uh, deserves to close. Uh, yeah, uh, Quentin Tarantino has said he thinks some theater chains deserve to be closed. Uh, he has long been... Uh, outspoken uh, in different areas of film, but it, mm. he said in an interview, I never liked any theater closing, but some of these exhibitors that are going, that are going, they fucking deserve to go. They've taken all the specialists out of movies anyways, anyways some of these chains, meaning, you know, the big movie theater chains. I guess I can see that. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. I I I do think that uh, he's totally a hundred percent correct. But I I I am a little biased because I I think I said it in my uh, predictions of this year that I think that uh, we will see movie theaters closing so more than we think. Uh. Yeah, it also says here that he has announced that he's purchasing another local Los Angeles movie theater, The Vista, having previously purchased a revamped New Beverly Theater. Tarantino has a dedication to saving and preserving old theaters. So, yeah. Mm. Talking about movies, I have seen more movies this week than I have seen in a long time. Uh, let's start with uh, the Eighth Night. I really hope you've seen this. Look, uh, no, I haven't. Oh, it was good. It was very, very, very good. This is a Korean thriller horror movie. I fucking love this movie. It's about this monk that is armed with this uh, axe in this like prayer bead uh, uh, and he's like a hunt on this spirit that uh, is possessing people and and creating hell on earth holy fuck I love this movie I, I, I am maybe a little biased because I love horror movies horror, horror, you're going to hear about that later I think uh, but yeah, I, I I can't get enough of horror movies, and this was a very surprisingly good Netflix horror movie. I gave it an 8.5 look. Hoo-ha, this was good. 
All right, I saw a documentary, uh, Street Gang. Did you see this? Nope. Uh, this is about, what, Sesame Street. Uh, it's about, basically, how Sesame Street was created. Um, not only... Uh, it, I guess the whole title of it is Street Gang, How We Got Sesame Street. Um, but it goes back and talks to a lot of people that were like, I don't know, corporate... Uh, corporate public broadcasting people who were like, we did a whole lot of like focus group testing to see what people would like and what uh, what kind of shows or what kind of um, segments of this, how we would engineer them to try to get kids to learn better. It was kind of, they went into depth about how like they like tried to track how each segment of the show did how well it did and how kids responded to it um does that make sense like how how they could influence mm -hmm. kids using a tv show it's kind of almost creepy when you think about it um but they also you know they go a little bit into uh jim henson and how he how, you know he was a little out there he was a little bit crazy he wasn't he was a little bit of a crazy dude making a children's tv <laughs> yeah. show you know what i mean um and so that's pretty interesting, but overall, it's kind of a standard documentary. I give it a 5.5, I guess. It's not crazy good, but if you like Sesame Street, you're either going to like it or hate it, because people, I think people who really like Sesame Street uh, and are like big Jim Henson stands might be offended by some some of the things that they see in this, if that makes sense. Well, talking about hate it. Uh, I saw Death Wish from 2018. Okay. Uh, this is the Bruce Willis version of Death Wish. Right. Not a good version. Uh, yes. No, it was not. Uh, so, no. <laughs> not this was not the original version, was it, Luke? Uh, no, this is terrible. Uh, this is maybe one of the worst movies I've seen all year, uh, and but it's sadly not from this year, or it's probably would have won the the worst movie of the year. Okay. Uh, I'm giving it a big fat fucking zero. Uh, okay, let's see what we both saw. Fear Street, uh, what? 1994 is that what it's called? Yeah. 1994. Uh, which is a first yeah. of a three... Well, a fir first of a trilogy, which the next one's coming out on Friday, and then the last one's coming out the, in two weeks. Um, yeah, mm -hmm. this was very retro-feeling. It felt very 1994. The next one is even going to be farther in the past. So I'm assuming that that one's even going to be... I think it said 86 was the next one, right? Um or seven, yeah, so, 76, yeah. one or the other. And then the last one I was yeah, uh, 1666, right, was the third one. I know that one. Right. Uh, the other one's like the 70s or the 80s. So I'm assuming we're going to get that retro, you know, um, Nightmare on Elm, not Nightmare, yeah, Nightmare on Elm Street, 1970s, 1980s kind of feel of a horror movie, where this one we kind of mm -hmm. got a 90s feel of a horror movie. That's what I have a feeling. Uh, but what do you think about this this one, the 1994 one. Yeah, no, this uh, this felt like a remake of Scream. <laughs> a little bit, <laughs> yeah. But 
We also yeah. compared it to yeah. the unholy. Like the storyline was very much like the unholy. Yeah. And what was the TV show that you would you mentioned? Um, there was another TV oh, yeah. show that we watched uh, that that had a similar yeah. storyline as far as like the idea of like this witch and like killing yourself. Oh, it was awake. That's what it was. It wasn't a TV show. Uh, awake. Yes. 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 You know, I, 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 again, I'm probably going to show my bias here again uh, for for her movies. I will say that I like this probably a little better. I'm not going to say uh, that, that it's amazing because the acting in this movie is not that good, to be honest. Uh, but but I, I, I really, really enjoy the plot. I think the plot is better than the acting in this movie, that's for sure. I have a feeling the acting, they're going for like the acting of the movie Scream. And if you look back at the movie Scream, the acting mm. was... Like, if they're going for that feel, then you have to also get that acting, mm. which in Scream, the acting wasn't all that great, right? So maybe maybe I could I'll give that to them? It. Maybe I could give that to them. <laughs> but yeah, no, I give this a 6.5. Uh, I give it a 7. So I'm actually above you, strangely enough. Oh. Okay. You know, I, I was like a little lower, maybe. <laughs> I will go to a seven. Come on, I will join you on the seven, Luke. Okay, come on. Seven gang. Seven gang. <laughs> uh, yeah, I uh, I haven't seen any other movies, have I? Uh, yes, I have. I have seen another movie, but uh, this is a, a it's, it's a movie. Why well, I don't know why I watch this. Have you ever seen Warcraft? From 90, 2016. Oh, no. I never watched it. I remember when it came out, though. Yeah. Have you ever played the game? Uh, yeah. I mean, back in the day, yeah. when it was like, when actual World of Warcraft was still big. I'm right. sure people still yeah. play it, because it was, it was so addictive. I, I had two roommates that were way more addicted to oh, it than yeah. me. Yeah. But this is not a good movie. I... I... Okay, so talking about stories, I probably shouldn't never tell on the podcast. Uh, so I really, really liked this movie when it came out. Oh, okay. I was a huge Warcraft fan. When I watched this the the first time, I was like, "Holy shit, this is so good!" Um, and then I saw the reviews of it, and I became a little like angry at the reviews because the angry reviews were like saying, "Hey, this isn't that good a movie. It's pretty shitty. You shouldn't like it." It's awful reviews. Sure. And then I rewatched it because I saw it was new on Netflix. It's on Netflix, everybody. Okay. Now, at least in Norway, um, and I was like. Yeah, I should rewatch that. It's a long time. I remember how much I loved it. I was like, oh, this is a pile of fucking garbage. <laughs> like, I was like, I, when I watched it this time, I was like, oh, that acting is terrible. Oh, that uh, special effect is terrible. Oh, this storyline makes zero sense. <laughs> so, when this originally came out, Hold yours, Luke. I okay. gave it an 8.5. Sure. Okay. Uh-huh. Now, 
I wonder, well, I mean, obviously it just didn't age well, but obviously your taste has also changed somewhat. It has yeah. to have, yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess the last thing I saw, and I, and I, I think you saw this, the Tomorrow War? Yeah. Or Tomorrow War with, uh, with What's-His-Name and What's-His-Face. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wow, this movie happened. Uh, I, this was on my top five <laughs> anticipated movies of the year, uh, at the yeah. beginning of the year, because Chris Pratt, I... He's fine, you know, he's been in things where he's been funny, and he's also been in things where he works as an action character, so, like, I don't have anything against Chris Pratt at all. I think he's fine. The movie you itself movie? was... this movie? This movie... His acting was terrible in this movie, but come on. Well, he, yeah, it wasn't great, but he, considering what he was given, uh, I'm not surprised <laughs> that it wasn't good. Um... <laughs> This movie was so confused, and then partway through, two-thirds of the way through, maybe, it all of a sudden feels like they, this is where the ending of the movie was supposed to be, and then they were like, shit, that's not a good ending, we're gonna add on, like, another, what, 35 minutes of film, like, for no reason at all, we're gonna send them to, like, the North Pole and do all this big hoopla, and it was like... The movie should have ended like 20 minutes ago. What are you doing, guys? Uh, yeah, I gave this a 2.5, actually. I thought this was really bad. I... I don't know if my expectations going into this could be any lower. Okay. I I had seen the trailer. I was totally uninterested by the trailer. I'm, 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 uh, I think Chris Pratt is okay. I, he's, he he's was fine. very good in, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's fine. In community, community, he was very funny. Yeah. And I, 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 I was like, I, okay, this is going to be a standard sci-fi stupid movie. I despised this movie. Like, I fucking hated every part of it and especially the part when they go to the North Pole it is so put on there for absolutely no fucking reason whatsoever what Luke says is a hundred and ten percent correct I couldn't be more I couldn't agree more it felt like oh the movie's over oh no it isn't what fuck we're going to add this on Luke, this is getting a 1.5. Okay. Uh, is that all the movies you saw? Yeah. All right. Well, let's check out a trailer for a movie that I want to see, The Forever Purge. The annual purge will conclude in three, two... Is this the same trailer we saw the last time? Uh, Maybe. I think there's only, like, one trailer out for this, so probably. Oh, yeah, so it's probably. I was like, haven't I seen this before? <laughs> I think we watched it in the Jeremy round already, didn't we? Yeah. No, this is different. Oh, yeah, this is different. Yeah. Or just the first shot that was the same. Or the first, like, yeah, the first, like, whatever, five seconds definitely was... Yeah. 
there are some shots that I recognize. Uh, the one, yeah. The, oh, this, this shot. One. Yeah, we've seen this before. Yeah. But we haven't seen all of this. That's so weird. We have seen some of it, but not all of it. Oh, uh, and they do. Usually, t movies will do multiple trailers for the same movie. Um, mm -hmm. For different reasons. Some one reason is you can't put like a rated R trailer on a PG-13 movie. So you might make one trailer that's for rated R movie and another trailer is for PG-13 movies. And then another reason would just be to like market it to different uh, demographics, different states, yeah, different things. The, yeah. yeah, this this part we haven't seen before, but the last part we did. No way to get help. Because we have definitely haven't seen this before. Yeah, I this guy we I, he was not in the last trailer we saw at all. No. Yeah. No. Do you remember if that was the Red, uh, Red Band trailer? I, I think it was. I think it was, yeah. Yeah. And this is the official trailer, so... Yeah. That is probably why. Is this 18 years, by the way? In, in, is this R-rated in America? Uh, I don't... I don't know. I can look it up in a second. Yeah, we'll, we'll see when we talk about it. I like the trailer, though. Looks very very cool. The other trailer kind of give you a better idea of what the Forever Purge was. Yeah. yeah. Where this one does it doesn't really give yeah. you an idea of that, but still looks good. I agree. Oh yeah. So Luke, what is this totally plausible Oscar-nominated movie all about? The Forever Purge. <laughs> Can I just say something? If the Purge gets gets nominated for an Oscar, I will eat my hat. Mmm, delicious. Uh, mm -hmm. Adelaide and her husband, Juan, live in Texas, where he works as a ranch hand for a wealthy family. Juan impresses the Tucker patriarch, Caleb, but that fuels the jealous rage of his son, Dylan. On the morning after the purge, a masked group gang of killers attacks the Tuckers, forcing both families to band together to fight back as the country spirals into chaos. Uh, let's see, it's got 46% on Rotten Tomatoes, 5.9 out of 10 on IMDb, 54% on Metacritic, and 84% of Google users liked it. So is it R-rated? Uh, why don't you go into some reviews and I'll see if I can... Oh, yeah, I've got it. It's R-rated, yeah. Okay. Uh, John Matan uh, says... Stop killing of Will Patton. <laughs> what? <laughs> Is it th yeah, three out of five, by the way. Okay. I didn't know that Will Patton was in this movie. Sure. Uh, this was my first Perch uh, film, and I have to say that they did a decent job explaining what a Perch was by means of giving us uh, how uh, the Perch was turned into how people prepared for it and waited it out. I was a little confused at uh, first, asking myself, what the hell are those people waiting for the last minute, and why are the, the hell are they dancing for? <laughs> I was told that certain people were off-limit. Okay, I get it. Then when I thought, 
if all the criminals can participate, then what happens to the when the numbers go goes down? Don't don't they get turned? They're, they're, uh, don't they turn their attention to others? I don't really. Uh, uh, that's not really where the movie went. But I did drift in that type of direction. That's funny. Uh, Stephanie Ortiz uh, recommends this movie, saying, Great movie, thoroughly enjoyed it, must see in the franchise. It's an eye-opener for sure, and you have to have an open mind. If you don't, uh, if you don't, you won't get it. It's amazing how people are saying it's promoting racism. Uh, speaking of which, Josh Leroy doesn't recommend this and says, Terrible waste of money just trying to fuel the racial divide in this country. It's disgusting. I had one that said, Nick Curian, that says, to start off, I'm no way Trump supporter. <laughs> like, when you begin... You just... <laughs> right, it's that. so silly. It's like, yeah. <laughs> people don't understand what an allegory is, apparently. It's just, yeah, like, yeah, lost yeah. on people when it comes to film. Uh, Marcus uh, Juarez uh, says, good movie, was very awesome, 10 out of 10. But Zachary Robert, he he doesn't like it, I think, because he says, is too scared movie too much horror movie until Halloween yet? So, (laughs) so that's what he said. I saw that and I was like, I don't... I, it's got to be somebody from another country, right? But it's still funny. <laughs> Ooh. Also coming out this week, Jesus Christ, is uh, the phantom filmmaker Patrick... Forbes examines the case of an innocent man sentenced to death penalty in Texas. Uh, this has a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes, seven out of ten on IMDb. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just skip that one. Another movie. Another movie coming out. The God Committee. <laughs> Uh, was gonna have a heart attack. (laughs) Okay, okay. The God Committee, an organ transplant committee, has one hour to decide which three patients deserve a life-saving heart. Seven years later, the committee members struggle with the consequences of their fateful decision. Uh, 5.4 out of 10 on IMDb, 65% on Rotten Tomatoes, 63% of Google users liked it, starring Julia Stiles, Kelsey Grammer, and Janine Garofalo. What year is this? Okay. (laughs) Yeah, I was just going to say this. Frasier? (laughs) Yeah, uh, also coming out, uh, the sequel to Boss Baby, it's because, holy fuck, we needed... Uh, sequel to The Boss Baby, that piece of shit movie. It was on Paramount no, Plus, well, actually. Yeah. Sorry? It was on Paramount... Pl- Paramount Plus? No, it was on uh, Peacock. That's about right. Oh, the, the original? No, this new one is on Peacock. 
Oh, yeah. okay. I'm not going to watch it. Uh, now, adults, Tim uh, Temple needs to stay at home dad for two adorable daughters while he is a strange brother. Ted is this big shot CEO. They uh, come together in an unexpected way. They take a magic formula that transforms them into babies for 48 hours. I think that's what we got today. Uh, joining forces with uh, Tim Secret's agent daughter, uh, they must go undercover to prevent an evil genius from turning fellow toddlers into mysterious brats. Jesus Christ. Uh, 6 out of 10 on IMDb, 49% on Rotten Tomatoes, and 40% on Metacritic. And if you don't want to watch a boss baby, here's another kid's movie. Secret agent Dingledorf and his dr- trusty dog Splat. Uh, overcome- How the fuck is that the title of a movie? <laughs> Overcoming bullies oh. and his own mentality, 10-year-old Bernie Dingledorf must destroy oh. Dr. Chekhov's diabolical laugh generator before it sends the world into uncontrollable fits of laughter. So apparently... Dr. Chuckle's Uh diabolical laugh generator has been... We're under attack, bro. Um, Oh, no. It's got no scores. It's got no scores, but it's starring Shiloh Nelson, Hayden Crawford, Jason Dooley. Well, I want to see the forever perch, so... Yeah, I definitely want to see that. uh, And not really any of the rest of these, so... Oh, I want to see the documentary. Oh, do you? Oh, okay. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm not really that interested in it, but The Forever Purge I definitely want to see. Hey, Luke, tell us about Audible Trial. AudibleTrial.com forward slash another digital citizen. Uh, go there, get a free book and a free trial, and it helps us out. Cool. Do it. Uh, com- coming next week, news of the week. Uh, another digital review of Summertime hmm. and the Living's okay, EZ. Yeah. Uh, it is a love story uh, of two teenage uh, girls that meet in the summer and they find out they are lesbians that summer and that's the summertime because it's summertime they have together. I'm guessing it's about a girl named Summer and uh, she... she she does. She is way too busy with school, but then it's her senior year, and she wants to have time for herself. So it's called summer time. There we go. Mm. So you don't think it's a movie about the girl that travels in time? That could be also called summer. May, yeah, time maybe travel. time traveling yeah. movie where you can only travel yeah. to the summer. No other funny. season. But if you <laughs> if you go if you fly to to Australia, that's when it gets confusing. <laughs> also, we were episode seven. Oh gosh, I promise we're not on drugs. Uh, uh, panic episode seven. Yes. Okay. Yes. Carry um, around. Carry me around. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, how do you like families? Do you like that show? Well, I thought his mom calling in um, 
on the telephone in that one H3 oh, so podcast funny. was probably one of the funniest things they've ever done on the show. Yeah. And so I understand why they wanted to bring her in. And I did enjoy some of the segments, but at the same time, <laughs> uh, it doesn't really work for like a long-term thing, right? That's that's my biggest problem with it as, as well. I, I think they are putting a little too many cards on this because it feels like it was a good idea for two episodes, and they should drop it now. Well, they didn't do it this week. At least not on Tuesday they didn't, right? So. Oh, yeah, no, they didn't do it. But it's been two episodes, but I think... That should be I it. Think sh- right. I, I, yeah, I think they're... Right. Yeah, I think the rarity and... It's not that she's bad. It's just they know each other a little too good. Oh my gosh, we say that, and then I just went to YouTube, and one hour ago, there's a new families. Oh, okay. <laughs> so we'll cancel out everything we just said. Um, right. Yeah. I do think his dad putting his own foot in his mouth like continuously is kind of funny. His dad just continuously oh, yeah. like says things you should never say on online, but <laughs> I agree. That's kind of funny. Uh, I saw the roast of Hassan. Holy fuck, that was funny. What, the Twitch guy? That Hassan? Yes. Oh, I didn't see this. Okay. Yeah, no, uh, Cutie Cinderella was there. Uh, I follow her on YouTube. So, I watched watched that. It was so funny. I'm not a big fan of Hassan. I I, I like his politics and everything. I just, uh, him as a personality, I've never been a big fan of. Um, have you, did you see this? Like, oh, yeah. sorry, go ahead. No, you, you, you know who's, who his uncle is, right? Jank, right? Yes. Yeah, see, I yeah, haven't liked right. him way before he was on, or way before he was famous on Twitch. I didn't like him when he was mm. on, uh, the Young Turks back then, when he was younger, and then he kind of got famous mm. on Twitch, and, like, people know him for that, but I already didn't like him before that, so, I don't know, it's just kind of weird. Yeah, I think maybe that's one of the reasons why why I like the roast because I, I don't. Oh, I don't that makes sense. Outside. Right? Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, teenagers uh, online. Have, there's a new hashtag hashtag fake COVID test. Have you seen this? Oh no, no. Some teenagers are faking positive COVID tests. Teenagers have figured out how to use soft drinks. Soft drinks to fake positive COVID tests. Uh, as of July 1st, videos uploaded to social media under the term fake COVID tests have featured young people applying various liquids to rapid antigen tests, uh, and these have been viewed millions of times. Okay. What a stupid motherfucking thing to do. It says 10 out of 14 soft drinks produce positive or weakly positive results on these tests. Oh my god. So you can just use any soda, apparently. Holy shit. Yeah, no, that's... I, I I don't see the reason to do this. Uh, it's just a... They're just trolling. They're kids, you know? Ah, uh, I guess so. Yeah. Uh, uh, there's a new Nintendo Switch coming out. An OLED model. I couldn't care, but, uh... Yeah. That's news. There was a New York Times article about Joe Rogan. Did you read that? No. It's literally called Joe Rogan is too big to cancel. Uh, okay. It's a, 
he's now one of the most consumed media products on the planet. He's estimated Spotify deal at about $100 million speaks to the allure of making audience feel they're in on something subversive. This whole article is about, like, how uh, Joe Rogan is uncancelable, but basically saying, like, people have been trying to cancel him for a few years now, and they can't mm. do it. <laughs> I think it's an interesting idea of, like... It even goes all they they go all the this article goes back all the way to like his original TV career and stuff. They really are trying to break down. Mm. How, it feels like they're breaking down. Like how can we cancel this guy? We what the hell? <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm. Do you think Do you think he's cancelable? I don't think he is because he doesn't fall on either side of the spectrum the way people the way people would normally cancel somebody right i definitely agree to that i i think he's a very pandler he likes to pandle the between arguments and the way his interview style is he doesn't really he'll like say his own opinions but most of the time he's just trying to elicit the other person's kind of opinion. So some people will be offended by that, but the, and then they'll attribute it to Joe Rogan, right? But really, mm. he's just interviewing somebody. So it, I, it, there's a whole confusing thing about that whole... about his whole shtick, I guess, as a, as a podcaster. But I mean, when it comes down to, like, podcasts, I wouldn't say that Joe Rogan didn't influence us at all as podcasters because that would be a lie. Sure. Right? Yeah, no, that's a fucking lie. Yeah. Right. Uh, Tom Scott, a YouTuber I had never heard about before uh, this week, uh, made a video called How Many Robots Does It Take to Run a Grocery Store? That it was very, very interesting. I recommend you watching that look. Uh, oh, okay. You that like robots, yeah. Very, very interesting YouTube uh, video. I, I found it very, very uh, interesting. And I check it out. The Swell Entertainment video last night. Did you watch the... Oh, so good. The dinosaur one about dinosaurs on yes. the moon. Uh, probably yes. one of her best videos ever. And it, at the very beginning, she was even like, I don't know why I'm doing this. I don't know what this video is for, but I just have to get it out there. And for some reason, that made it like one of my favorite videos of hers ever. Uh, mm -hmm. the whole concept is kind of interesting of like dinosaurs on like dinosaur fossils on the moon. How did they get there? Are there bigger dinosaur fossils? Like the whole thing's kind of crazy conspiracy theory, but also very interesting. Uh, I posted a, watched... oh, go ahead. Yeah, sorry. Have you ever watched Nelk? Uh, I know the name, but I've never watched them. Yeah. They pranked a Bigfoot expert with a Bigfoot. That was I funny. I feel like I've seen like a commentary YouTuber make like a video about them doing some really not great things, but I could be wrong. Uh, yeah. I I posted an article in the chat that's just the okay. si silliest article ever. Oh, I see that. She's hot. I love her. She's so hot. I don't know why. This is how we're treating politicians. Like the switch from one presidency to the other presidency has been so drastic that this article about Kamala Harris just made me do like a 180 kind of uh, and like be like what the hell are we really doing this now but Kamala Harris is chic and patriotic for Independence Day in her navy blazer and red penny loafers she's so chic 
Look, you have no clue. Why are we doing like a fashion breakdown of the vice president exactly? Because she's so chic. She just she went to like went to a firehouse to like say thank you to the firefighters. And for some reason it's not about like her policies on firefighting or like her she's going to give more money to the fire it none, none of this articles about that. It's about her red penny loafers. So weird. I hate the media in America. <laughs> Yes, she's so chic. She's so hot. Ooh. Need to look at persons to like them. Remember that. But look, if you don't look the right way, you can't be president. It does feel like there's a kind of a weird, like, um, fetishization of her, like, outfits and stuff. Like, I don't know why we're supposed to care what a president wears. You know what I mean? Yeah, no. Or a vice president. Then again, then again, the Pope survived his surgery, so... Right, good yeah, thing. I saw that. Uh, good? Good. 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 Okay. Good. Uh, we didn't talk about it in main news. Maybe Trump is suing uh, people. Uh, Twitter, Facebook. I have a feeling he's suing th- those people just as much as... Tuck- or What's his name? Uh... Not Tucker Carlson. We talked about him, like, last week. Uh, whatever yeah, his name is, he's suing YouTube. Yes. Well, uh, hey, look. Do you know what I really, 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 really need in my life? Uh, a movie about Val Kilmer? I really need a, a documentary about Val Kilmer. Is it something I really need? There's Probably a documentary not. <laughs> about Val Kilmer? Okay, let's watch the trailer because me and Luke think this is the most random thing we have seen on the internet all life. I don't. Uh, are you ready? I don't understand. Yeah, give me a countdown. In three, two, one, go. Hi, my name's Val. Amazon. I don't do this with every interview oh. I go on. Take inside my. A rebel icon. <laughs> icon. I guess so. When did he last make a movie that I can remember? Oh, no. He has kind of disappeared for a while. Like, Have you seen pictures of him lately? He doesn't look like nope. the same person. Oh. Drugs? Well, you, they're probably... There he is right there. Uh, I don't know. Maybe that is what it is. It could be drugs. It could just be cheeseburgers. I don't know. One or the other. <laughs> Recently diagnosed with throat cancer. <laughs> that's the question. Oh, throat cancer. Okay, that's still what it recovering. Is. Oh. And it is difficult to talk and to be understood. Uh, all of a sudden, this movie, that. this wasn't that funny. Yeah, it's not funny anymore. It's been decades finding yeah. my voice. I was a perfectly normal it's still person. funny, but I mean. characters. I give you about four takes or something. You know, he was awful in Batman as Mr. Freeze. Remember that? He wasn't Mr. Freeze, he was just Batman. Oh yeah, sorry, ask Batman. But wasn't he in the movie where Mr. Freeze was? Wasn't that him? Uh, let's see, Mr. Freeze was played by Arnold. And I don't remember... No, he wasn't. Okay. Well, he was Jim Morrison. I remember that. Yeah, that movie freaked me out when I was a kid. The blood drinking scene. 
uh, in the doors. I was, I, I remember watching it being like, what the hell? I was like a little kid. I mean, I feel bad for the guy, but I'm still also not, not interested in this whatsoever. Are you? No, I don't think anybody really... <laughs> Yes, like uh, a documentary about Val, Val Kilmer having throat cancer, I, I I guess it can be somewhat interesting. But I'm like, I'm I'm going to watch it because guess what? I have Prime and and it'll be there, degrees. right? Yeah. <laughs> it comes out August sixth, is what it says. So I don't know. Uh, I'm not exceptionally excited to see it but it does it looks more interesting from the trailer than when i just was like oh a documentary about val kilmer right so well look we usually end it with uh, us saying goodbye but i think the audience deserve to hear the mayor of podcasting finn one more time and he will take us out bye bye everybody bye bye goodbye Citizen.